0: This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what
1: we deserve Go
2: ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch
0: me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know what I know
3: <laughs> What a yak What is popping everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast But well, you know, it's me and my only friend friends and which includes but it's not limited to two huskies that we're about to speak about let's go (laughs) you getting them no wait a minute what's What's popping squad
4: stop it hold on
1: wait
3: a Conrad forgot his
4: intro we get him b don't know what he's talking about
0: c what you so smiley for you got the huskies are they downstairs?
1: I'm fired up today.
2: Oh what are you, so, sm- <laughs> what are you so smiley
1: for, Blueberry? I'm coming in spicy today. Landon's <laughs> already picking a fucking fist fight that he's not <laughs> going to win. <laughs> oh, man. We I'm- got a great show in store for you guys today. We're going to be discussing the meaningfulness of blockers and why me and Phil Galfon think that you're all wasting your time. <laughs> Landon's getting nice and primed and ready for that fist fight. But before we get to that fist fight, we got a little other debate to talk about, which is indeed the Huskies. Husky Gate? <laughs> However, Husky gate. prior to getting to the bottom of what's going on with Royal and Blue, Kobe. I don't remember. Kobe.
4: Gojo and Ghetto.
1: Oh, no offense boy, to the owners, Blue. but... Those are terrible names. Uh, <laughs> I want to remind everybody that we do have an academy coming up. <laughs> first, what a
4: segue. We
1: have a few seats remaining. If you guys are interested in that, head to academysolve wideio That'll be a three day cash Academy where we go over game theory heuristics in the morning for the first three days while you guys play uh, an actual mock Five Ten game in the afternoon. And we do commentary over the top, pointing out your leaks and areas that you can improve upon as you move forward in your studies. Head over to academysult for that. Also, I think we have a little bit of a tease for On Second Thought, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully, we've, uh, we've faded it for like the last four shows, so if you want to roll that <laughs> one. The goal of being a studied player is not to get every single spot correct through rote memorization. The goal instead is to develop heuristics and general principles that will allow you to think multiple moves in advance at the range level. This will give us confidence when selecting an action or reaction, as well as our sides. In this episode of On Second Thought, we're going to see a hand play out between Ewan McNicholas and Christian Soto that upon first glance appears to be played to perfection. That will actually be the final episode of On Second Thought that I am personally narrating for at least the time being. Uh, as you saw, Ewan... McNicholas is in this season, and he has graciously agreed to be the on second thought host moving forward. So stay tuned for that. Next week will be the first episode that he puts out, and I have to tell you, it's a good one. It's a real good one. Uh, it looks good, cuz it looks good, cuz it looks really good, cuz <laughs> you're going to enjoy it. Um, all right, let's get to let's get to Husky these huskies gate. and why you're not responsible enough to have a dog. Husky gate. <laughs> yeah, oh, we've, no, already, we've already. Well, you've reached a conclusion. Why why don't you walk the audience through since you fucking... Wait a minute. Don't tell me this is your fucking tea. Since you fucking gaslit all of of Twitter to make it sound like I'm the evil... You are. Monopoly man from Mm -hmm. fucking some evil show. And you must be the Monopoly guy.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean, that's why you wear the hat to cover your baldness. Like he does.
1: I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <his> <laughs> guy he does. wears the hat because it's a classy top hat top with his hat. monocle. And mm-hmm. he's bald underneath. You don't know what he looks like underneath there. He's a cartoon that's never taken the hat off.
2: Mm. See, you I jump to a could, lot of conclusions. This is why could,
1: you are not fit to be a pup father. I'm not fit because I... I bet we can find him with the hat off. The godfather. I meant. You off could be somewhere. the dog
4: father if you wanted to. I could
1: be, but I don't want to. So go well, on. Well, you kind of do. Tell us what happened with these huskies.
4: What do you mean, tell us?
1: Well, you made a very viral post...
4: No, very viral. A hundred K is not very viral. Money. I mean, it's not that's a lot of people. It's not, not not viral. It's not not viral. It's a small
0: city.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's bigger it's than it's the city that, city that they came from, like four times. <laughs> four times. <laughs> Maybe twelve. Fifty. <laughs> Fifty times the population of Leechburg. hundred thousand. That's yeah. absurd. We have twenty seven hundred people in our town.
4: I like when public appeal times. likes to see you as the enemy
1: okay well why don't you go ahead and uh explain what i did so so terrible you didn't do anything terribly oh okay what do you mean i want to hear your side of the story what side i tell my side what side of what story of why we didn't (laughs) get the dogs
3: why we didn't get the dogs? correct we're not getting the dogs
1: you tell me
2: Oh he,
3: shit! Matt, we're going back and forth. We're in the... What's no, going on? No. Yo, you gotta tell me something. I'm, 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 I'm on the edge of my seat. He do Anything? I'm like, scared.
1: He's smiling like this. I just want to. I just want to hear it from I your don't know mouth. What's going on right now? I just want you to say it publicly that you you chose not to get the dogs. Of oh.
4: course, I chose not to get the dogs. Okay, why? I chose not to get the dogs because I have a life to live, and the dogs would stop me from living my life. Mm,
1: okay. Mm, and okay. I
4: don't want to put the responsibility on somebody else.
1: Well, it was. Always gonna fall on someone else. <laughs> Who's that someone else? That was gonna be me, Brian, <laughs> and that's why I was charging fifteen hundred dollars a month for his lack of responsibility.
2: <laughs>
1: so and honestly, wait, so gonna, you're saying that they can get unfair. the dogs,
0: but he has to pay you fifteen hundred dollars? Okay, a month? so here
1: was the agreement that I came up. We, I talked it over amongst the roommates. Obviously, Conrad was a hundred percent in. Landa was a hundred percent in. Melissa was a hundred percent out. Corey didn't care but i gave Corey's vote 3x because he's the the dog father mm-hmm. uh and i i want new dog i shouldn't say new dogs i want more dogs but i also don't particularly want huskies because they are a lot he's dog ist well mm-hmm. he's selectivist i mean if they're pitbulls you would have taken them they are yeah absolutely in a heartbeat T- we wouldn't have had this conversation. You wouldn't have had the chance that for them to be your dog. They would have been my dog. <laughs> That's fine. Dog's got too much and, dog it's in them. Nothing, it's not like I don't love Huskies. I grew up with a Husky Shepherd mix. It was yeah. one of the best dogs I ever had. Shout out to Bonkers, RIP. Oh, Bonkers. Yeah. His he was name the best. is Bonkers? Yeah. Yeah. What a name. What a great name. What a good name. I have good dog. I name. thought he was just calling no, him Bonkers. Not no, not <laughs> That was his name. He was Bonkers. And we called him Bonky. Bonky. That's great. Uh, he was the best. My uncle used to get him high all the time. It was terrible. <laughs> MGG Bonky. Um, anyway. So he
3: lived a long, healthy yeah, life.
1: long, healthy. He actually did, for a husky, I think he lived till he was like 14 or 15. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, man, he was in rough shape at the end. Like, their fur gets, like, matted, starts falling off. You know what you feed know really Gatsby
3: right now, right? CBD?
1: Yeah. Same thing? Well, it's, a, it's no. No. <laughs> no. Don't do this. I'll Not get, the same you know,
3: thing. Yeah, knew this for a while, man. He was just trying to keep public
1: i mean he was was trying to medicate his own back pain you know (laughs) um so i he was a husky shepherd mix really loyal dog incredibly uh gentle with like my uncle had kids while he had basically the long and short of it was he was my dog when i was like seven and yeah and i had to give him up obviously because my (laughs) mother was unfit to care for us let alone an animal my uncle took him uh and raised him and so I, i had access to him for most of my childhood um, but like, you know, my uncle had kids and like he was great with the kids. Huskies are amazing creatures, but there are a lot. There are a lot of responsibility. And whether they are Huskies or not, what I know about Landon is he gets very excited and then doesn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like his role with the company. Relax. <laughs> we're still waiting for that quarterly course you've been it's promising for a year now. <laughs> the accurate promise uh, is a different word yeah. I would use. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into it anyway. Uh, so this notion of like him being gun ho and daddy, I want a new dog <laughs> was just like, okay. Two new dogs. I know how this works. I'm going to end up getting two new dogs. And I'm very busy, particularly at the moment. Like I had already been considering getting a puppy because my dogs are twelve and ten and you know, I wanted to bring in the next generation before <laughs> they pass. But now is just like really a terrible time. I'm playing a lot, I'm traveling. It's just not a great time for me to try to train a puppy. And even though these Huskies are adults, they're still going to require some pampering, some training, and, you know, some uh, housebreaking of sorts. Like, I don't know if they're trained for a doggy door. Probably not. And then we have to, like, Husky-proof the backyard to make sure they don't escape, as they already have. Uh, So, you know, it was a lot. And I was like, okay, well, if Landon wants to take on that burden of responsibility, I'll get the dogs. And Melissa was kind of on board for this, too. However, I need insurance. So two things. One, Huskies shed more than all three of our dogs put together. And your dogs shed a lot. No. That's saying a lot. No, they really, Rudy does. I, I don't think... My dogs are short-haired. The black dog? Every time I go to your house...
0: And then I leave your house. I just have hair covered all over my body from head to toe.
1: You're Scout, welcome. that's well, white. That's why. I when know. you I walk in do the, the door and you immediately hug the dogs, you're going to be hairy. I do hug the dogs. They're, they're not Chauncey level of, of shedding. Chauncey, like I would walk out of here feeling like <laughs> I had yeah. a face mask of fur. Um, so it's anyway, I was like, okay, well, number one, we're going to need the house cleaned much more frequently. Right now it's once every other week. If you agree to get the house cleaned every week and pay for half the cleanings, dogs are yours. And in that fee, I will also ensure that they're groomed once a month and that they have food because you can't be trusted to do these things. Right. So 1,500 out the gate <coughs> monthly. You entrust someone else to do them. It doesn't, I hire someone else to do them. It doesn't matter how it gets done. It will always get done under my watch. My dogs don't go hungry. Your dogs will. No, they <laughs> What are you doing in three weeks? what do you mean what are you doing in three weeks maybe going to vancouver maybe yeah maybe maybe i may be going to vancouver literally a day and a half ago (laughs) he was gone to vancouver for a month sold it was Mm -hmm. it was a done deal it's 99 percent. so maybe i may
0: be i also (laughs) may not be okay sure (laughs) that's how maybe works okay
1: so i thought that this was a very fair way of lightening the burden on the rest of the roommates to bring two other dogs in because now we're gonna have the house cleaned twice as frequently that's nice for them and it's nice for me. You know, fresh sheets, hairless living room, dishes are done. It's nice. It's nice. That's a good compromise. Plus, we get two new lovely animals. Seems mm-hmm. reasonable. Right. And then Landon runs to Twitter
2: and goes, <laughs>
1: Mean old Uncle Matt wants to charge me $1,500 to get two new dogs. Can you believe this asshole? That's balderdash. <laughs> wow, Landon and then <laughs> he's the, a bad guy and then the thread goes what a bad guy yeah. he's a bad guy yeah. you're a bad guy <laughs> and so, so i had to come into the thread I knew was like, gonna happen and be like listen all of you people they're saying fifteen hundred dollars is way too much for two dogs you could get your own house and blah 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 it's like all right he plays eight pays eight hundred dollars of rent for a four thousand square foot house it and out. a half <laughs> yeah. acre backyard what do you think he's going to get for $2,300 a month and two Huskies? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get a fucking box in one of the sewer drains between here and, and, and the strip. Yeah. And that's about the extent of it. So, for everybody in that thread, you guys got to learn a little bit of tough love for someone who's completely and utterly irresponsible for even
2: themselves. I'm not irresponsible for <laughs> no? myself.
1: When was the last time you bought protein? Wow. Who cares? <laughs> I right. pay half the fucking fee. Who does all the legwork? Tammy. Me. No, you don't. I'm Tammy re- does. I'm the relay guy. So, no. You, <laughs> so you, not, you,
0: you said, no, I don't want the dogs. Don't do this, Brian. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I asked him. You, you said. You said. You I know said, what? This fifteen hundred. This extra fifteen hundred dollars in my pocket is so much better than those lovable dogs. Mm-hmm. That is I not couldn't believe happened. it. I, I was so surprised you
1: said this. Pretty easy to determine how much uh, you really want something when you put a price tag on it. It's
4: not about money. It's about I, the responsibility. Because well, I, I know three months later, if the dogs did stay in the house, they would say these fucking dogs aren't bearable. No, but they would be mine at
1: that point. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the, the, who can, I'll it kick all mean, of you out. but What's the difference? <laughs> that's the whole thing. You can't say it would be the responsibility because that's what you were paying the price for. I was becoming your Tammy, in essence. Well, Tammy was becoming your double It was Tammy. a $1,500 insurance that when you decided you were going to wash your hands of the dog, I would say, okay, they're mine now, but someone else is paying for them. Basically, it was, it was child support for the dogs. <laughs> that's what that's what we were uh, drawing up. Oh man! So what
2: happens to the dogs now? They're are dead. They just dead. Oh no, <laughs> my god! Oh,
1: no. are, we, are we gonna go to the funeral? They euthanized them.
2: No, they oh, did not. Stop it!
1: I oh, called dude. them today. I said, "What happened to those two dogs?" And they're like, "Well, we heard Landon didn't want them <laughs> via Twitter, <laughs> and we had to put them down." Stop.
2: Oh. Oh. Stop smiling. I'm scared.
1: <laughs> I did call about the dogs. I do have an update. They're back with their owners.
4: Oh, good. Oh. Oh, okay.
1: I don't know that that's good, but uh, well, it's, it's an ending. Yeah. That's why they never called me back yesterday. I was hmm. unsure why. Oh. So it was, does that it, mean... It was did, a non-issue anyhow. Does that
0: mean that you couldn't have got the dogs anyways? Because they had
1: first dibs, obviously. Well, so... As long as
0: they paid for... Uh, yeah, the, the, they, had,
1: they had to pay the fines and everything, but mm-hmm. th- it was kind of strange because the guy who called me yesterday said uh, the owners never came to pick the dogs up um, we're going to put them up for adoption tomorrow, but we wanted to give you a first right of refusal. So if you can let us know by the end of day, um, you know, we'll, we'll handle it or whatever. And I was like, okay, no problem. They were like, okay, we'll call you back at an individual just to be sure. I'm like, all right, somewhere between that phone call at like noon and, uh, 7 PM when they closed, the owner showed up and picked them up. I wonder what would have happened if I would have just snapped, said I'm on my way. Right? Like for them, honestly, I bet the owners just get kind of dicked over there. Yeah, I mean, right? Because like once they have somebody who's willing to to pay, they're just a shelter. They don't they don't right. care about yeah the original owner getting them back. They
0: don't do underhanded dealings.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they just put a time frame on things, and whenever right. uh, there's,
0: there's someone willing to to pay for the know yeah. that they're going to a good home, like right. the dogs are going to be saved, so they're just like the okay, only yeah.
3: thing I heard out of all of this is Berkey wants to. Pitbull puppies. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I heard. Yeah. Not,
1: not two. But
3: all right, fine. three, three, <laughs> three. You said more puppies. Mm-hmm. As in, you want more dogs, not one more Just dog, an, like two a, more dogs, a
1: whole litter. Really. Yeah,
3: like you don't want one.
1: Yeah. Okay. It, about seven. Uh, all right. Well, for every new puppy I get, I remove one human from the house.
3: All right. So we get we get Bro, two. Bro, you puppies. are still so yeah. on the chopping block list.
1: You have no idea no. how close you are to just showing up with your clothes in the driveway one day. No dogs included. Wait, can I have a dog? No. Oh no. Absolutely not. Corey's the only one who solidified his spot. <laughs> <laughs> Snake lady's fucking next. Everybody else is on the chopping block. That's right. <laughs> Snake sis is gone. Mm. So, Landon's like, we were discussing, and he's like, Well, how do I get out of the $1,500 fee? And I go, Easy, you move out. <laughs> you move out, you take your dogs with you.
0: Yep.
4: You take your dogs with you. I mean, you
0: could do a big brother style, you know, you just vote someone out of the house.
1: Uh, I mean,
0: Well, you're head of household, so you can't. You, you, you can nominate two people to be voted, and then the right, rest of the house right. votes them out. So I'll
1: just nominate someone and Corey every single every week,
0: <laughs> right? And no then I give Corey ever, immunity. You can't give anyone
4: immunity. Yep, I he can, can do win whatever the I want. Yeah.
1: So that's the update on the pups. It's a, it's a very bittersweet end, but probably for the best. And I imagine That's I'm gonna see one. these dogs again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nah, <they laughs> Tomorrow on your walk. They gonna know gonna be where out we there. live
1: now, yeah. you know. I mean like
0: That's true. If they get lost, they just come down and get some water, you know.
1: What what do you think what do you think the procedure is if they get lost again and I'm the one to recover them? <laughs> Like, what's your next step there? Is it to go the route of calling animal control again? Is it just to say, fuck it, they're mine. Like, these dogs chose me kind of thing. Mm. Wow. I mean, what do they say if you let something go and it comes back? Or, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I yeah, Let they 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 it go. go. No, it Matt out. doesn't love them because yeah. he wouldn't take them because they're not pit bulls. No, I do love them. No. I just don't want them. There's a difference. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even
4: true. Don't make these jokes
1: to the people. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even true. You don't mean it. Oh, uh, man. You, you, m- you missed
4: the gym today. I didn't- I selectively chose not to go to the gym. I took a rest day for the first time in three weeks. You were just traveling for three weeks. I was in the gym every day when I was traveling.
1: Oh, in the gym every day. Did you says. take Lance with you? I did not. No. I was- um, it's funny, the Huskies led me down this path, but apparently there are GPS tracking collars you can get for your dogs. Or humans <laughs> well, that's where i was going with this we might have to get you one next um but yeah i was going to get one for gatsby and scout and then i thought about it was gatsby like, doesn't move i was like these two aren't fucking going anywhere i could leave the front door wide open for a week mm-hmm, it's true. and they would never make it past the property line like they know how good they have it it's fine but then i was like well if we get these huskies we're, we're gonna need this device mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure just have a... It actually comes with an app. It's pretty sick. It tells you, like... The only reason I was going to get it for Gatsby and Scout is because it tells you, like, how many steps they take in a day. How many... Like, it's like a whoop.
2: It's like a fucking whoop
1: for dogs. Puppy you want to track their fucking stats? I mean, yeah. Like, if I got two new puppies, absolutely I would. Because, you know, I'm just guessing Gatsby's decline at this point, right? When how many steps do you think Gatsby
4: takes a day? Oh, and mind you, he gets to take...
1: It, it might be under a hundred. Uh, yeah, I saw him I mean, coming down the steps yesterday. It was brutal. He was doing fucking hopscotch like a bunny He, he takes like one trip
3: to Corey's room. He takes one trip out of Corey's room and then he just kind of goes around the living room for
1: Yeah, a he long. really does only go to Corey's room once a day at most yeah, And mean, he has to like really be feeling it's it. It's
3: hard to get up those stairs for that old man It's kind of slippery for him.
1: Look, he doesn't need to go up there. He, Bunnies be. Uh, he, he does. No, that's where his buddy Cory is That's okay. Cory Is Cory the dog
2: whisperer I think
1: He is him and Scout have a very special bond. We're not really sure how it happened. I think that... This is the jealousy coming out of Matt, right No, now. no, no. I actually <laughs> I jealousy, have a fairly jealousy. good idea how it happened. When I lived at my last house with, with Dan and a couple other guys, uh, we had a temporary roommate who had like a three-year-old pit bull, and she was the most lovable little ham I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and her and Scout just got along tremendously because all they fucking cared about... Was a warm body <laughs> And like he would uh, my, A roommate would like go to work all day or whatever And I really didn't have a lot going on I was basically just like going to the gym And hanging out at the house So I'd be in bed watching TV for a few hours a day And like I would just have them on each side Anchoring <laughs> me And it's like oh this is what love is to you too <laughs> For sure But I then uh You alright? Yeah it's fine oh, You just threw up a little bit No Okay just check it, man. I want to make sure your well-being is okay. There no, you don't. You don't care about me. There <laughs> <laughs> no, you go. Oh, man. Too good. It's too Conrad didn't good. put up much of a fight for these dogs. I'm a little surprised. What do you mean? I mean, you were a little quiet.
3: No. I've, he has to take his responsibility That's to pay it. for him for just, it to happen, and then I would help.
0: He
1: just he just shirks it why all did, out to you.
0: I don't know. I don't understand why you didn't just say you'll pay the this was not tab-able. And it it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this was not tabable. <laughs> put it on a tab there, were, there was no chance <laughs> in hell tab-able. i, I will say conversation going you know i will say <laughs> there was a little bit uh tab- it was a little sharp on landon's side to to say no because the reason i called today wasn't to find out the status or anything on those lines it was to let them know that if they weren't adopted in like a month. That I would obviously take them. Yeah. But I didn't want to see them, you know, get split mm-hmm. up or euthanized. Yeah. Um but- How do you spell euthanized? E U T H A N I Z E. How does Conrad spell euthanized?
2: Y-O-O
4: when <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we, we were talking about the Huskies And we said we had a pool in the backyard And Matt said do you think they swim And then Connor wrote I think
3: they're scuba divers <laughs> S-C-O-O-B-A oh, I wrote that on purpose Sure you did Oh God. you guys are absolute idiots if you don't think I wrote scuba Scuba doo <laughs> <laughs> You guys scuba. are absolute idiots Speaking of
1: you, dogs i went dumb and
2: dumber there's six,
1: there. there's six people in there <laughs> <laughs> Chat and nobody thought you did that. You're uh, call Corey. Okay. Somebody call Corey. <laughs> okay. He Enough. knows I did. Yeah. Enough. I really, uh, Enough with the cap.
4: I really felt like I did myself and I wrote euthanized like he would write it. Well, <laughs>
1: because you because of that because of that
4: uh, he, he spelled that it y o
1: whatever yeah. and I was like I was like this isn't funny he goes of course it is I go no it's not Conrad just thinks that's how it's spelled no like, <laughs> you guys are retarded
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, you're fucking, a bad so, guy dumb
0: yeah. and fucking dumb Wait a minute. Right? Bad guy all I know is that we yeah, have you know euthanasia is three words youth in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> All I've heard from this entire conversation is we
4: are still not getting puppy-less. Dogs. Yes, that's correct. That <laughs> for is, now.
1: That is the current update. We are not well, getting Well, we dogs.
4: being you, because I don't want a dog. Now you don't want a dog. Wow. Yet. It's not that I don't want a dog. I don't want responsibility for a dog. You, that, you should just get a cat, because you don't have to take I, care the of a cat. A cat can't stay in the house is the problem. cat mm-hmm. can stay in the house.
3: You guys wait till, be till the fucking the weekend. Yeah. I'm going to go to the animal shelter. I'm going to start taking pictures and sending them to the chat. Did
0: it with <laughs> doesn't,
1: doesn't do anything to me.
0: Cats can live on their own for like months. Cats are cool. Ebony don't has, Ebony has the water.
1: cat. The only concern with having a cat at the house is that they figure out the doggy door. And then become hunters. Mm. I, don't, I don't want that life.
0: You don't want, <laughs> you want that life? I
2: don't you
1: want don't rabbits want, and you don't want Chauncy, and You don't want Chauncey too? No, 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 no. Marley used to like, send me daily pictures of what Chauncey would retrieve for her. It was like, today it's a snake, tomorrow it's a bird. There's a, <laughs> a lizard. I've seen the, the There's cat. There's a rat behind the refrigerator. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. enough.
4: Cats have, like, and faster. They,
1: he wouldn't always, like, bring them to kill them or, or, like, to present to her. He'd, like, bring them to fuck with them. Bro, I remember when the bird walked into the house. Do you remember when the bird with the fucked walk. up wing?
4: It uh, was, like, fucked up wing. And I saw Rudy, Scout, and Gatsby just, like... Basically, McGregor walk at this bird that goes into the house and they hid behind the food bowl.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that one. You remember food bowl, bro? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There was another one that. There's another one. I, I had the pocket door open, and this bird, like at dusk, just like flew straight through the pocket door in the living room. And when I tell you th- this was like watching Air Jaws in real it might have been the last athletic thing Gatsby's ever done this bird hits the living room like right before the coffee table and Gatsby just <laughs> launches out of the abyss and just <laughs> catches the bird midair and shreds it right in the middle of the living room oh. R.I.P. Like, bird yeah that R. one they make it there are yeah. feathers everywhere <laughs> like psh, what the hell just happened Gatsby turns up when it's time to yeah he doesn't like them birds. He actually <laughs> knows the word birds. <laughs> yeah, he does, of course. You want to go get the birds? And he's like, ooh. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> Which way are the birds? <laughs> wow, what a screech that was. Who? <laughs> All, right. All right, let's get to the main topic at hand, a little bit of poker. Is there anything else going on that I need to touch on before we talk about this? I don't know. Nothing oh, happened. yes, there is. Uh, young Jeremiah has decided oh, yes. to move yeah. on. F in the chat from the he was bankroll not, Challenge. He was not trolling. It was not a speed run. Uh, it almost was. It almost was. I mean, yeah, let's call it a, you know... He got to the final end, boss. Had him within one hit point, And then Developer died an ever. abrupt of death.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, what are you going to
3: do? You know what is fucking batteries?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, that, batteries so, the battery died, yeah. The battery <laughs> died. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> turned off the TV. He got fucked and then could never get his there way back. There was a power outing. <laughs> power outage. Uh, Basically RIP, one buddy. pot away from... It's so well, fake. like if he really wanted to just do it, he at the time he was like multi-tabling like high stakes and stuff. Yeah, he could have just quit all those games, went to like fifty cent a dollar, right. won and like just, ten bucks, right? I just called and it. it. Yeah, but effectively, yeah, for sure. But instead, you know, he battled because he's mm-hmm. a fucking battler. He's a G, and um he ended up losing back hundred. <laughs>
4: he lost a ton uh, playing high stakes heads up. Yeah, yeah. Like what he was trying to convey, he did, which what? is like beat mid stakes well effectively high stakes now online like 2-5 5 and do very very well and then when you play 500 against Blesnick, you might just get wrecked for five, five buy-ins
1: at I mean I 200. think I think the second he was getting Bles action heads up the bankroll challenge should have became a million dollar challenge because Talk, like
3: Blesnick is fucking emptying accounts on WSOP. I know. Right I saw. Now. He's, <laughs> the no, he's playing I, I Lose saw. Bets. Uh, that's the guy's Twitter's name.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, heads up. What on, God, what's God or what's good.
3: Yeah. And he's playing him heads up on WSOP. I guess 100 200. I think it is. And he's absolutely. fucking. I saw a screenshot of him, him. with
1: 160 K in front of him.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. It Shout him, out sir. to Blez
1: and sports cards. Sports cards. God bless sports cards. <laughs> We gotta get him off those WSOP streets and into the into the live room, mm-hmm. or maybe I'll load up. You my account. me. He's bit?
3: having a fucking blast online. You think he's going anywhere?
1: That's the problem. Is like it's not even worth me loading up my account <laughs> because he's getting enough PLO action where he'll never come and sit. But maybe, maybe he'll play you. He would play me, I think. He's also ending people's careers. I'm welcome. Left and right. God, I would want nothing more than a Jared Blesnick career ender. I'll get, you already
0: have one with Rob Young. Yeah.
1: yeah I'll get in the sports card business tomorrow. Let's fucking go. Let's yeah. fucking go.
4: You got those rookies? <laughs> how does that world even work? Like how much money is there?
1: Uh, I mean, there was a lot for a minute. I think that it may have turned into a bit of a bubble, but who knows? It's, it's difficult to say with that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, Jeremiah said that he'd be happy to come on the pod at some point. I know he's playing Bally's Big Bet tonight. Uh, A little twenty-five fifty, I believe. It's kind of reggae. I think it's like him. It's pretty reggae. Nick Nick Marchington, Keir. Yep, Dave Richards. um, Poker with a Purpose. Yep, and... Is that
3: Beardo? Yeah,
1: Beardo. Two more people that we know. Why
4: is his name Beardo?
1: I have no idea. Okay. I've, I've never... That's that of all the names I know him by. That's like the third or fourth one that I think of. I don't know. My headphones just died. Um, Oh, CT, Jared
3: Griner, Ryan LaPlante, and oh, Marchington.
1: Oh, man.
4: All right, look at what happened to Matt. This is what happened to Jeremiah on the Penko Challenge.
1: Mm, Mm. LaPlante's playing uh, 2551. Yeah. Okay. He's in the streets. I I didn't know he dabbled in those streets.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd never seen him on one of these live streams, but he's in there. You know, Jeremiah's gonna go on like the sickest heat or not? Like this, over. He's done 25,000 at the moment. No, I'm talking about after the stream. Yeah, hopefully he's just gonna. Yeah, he's, gonna I mean, he's crush still, it. He's also just the best. He'll yeah. be fine for sure. You know, I mean, it seems pretty reggy. Mm. I wonder. It's tomorrow. They're supposed to be having a blast of a lineup. I think it's supposed to be 100, 200. Okay. And the lineup is supposed to be nothing but fun
1: players fun players <laughs> people that want to
3: have fun yeah. i don't
1: think that's true i mean anybody <laughs> wants to have fun i
3: saw what the lineup was
1: i think it got canceled
3: <laughs> within oh, no. the last 12 hours yep eric person backed out oh oh wow womp, womp. that just went mia. all backwards
1: yep sorry to say r.i.p stream f's in, the chat. <laughs> f's in the chat uh i mean maybe they still pull it off but last i heard that person wasn't gonna play and i imagine he's kind of the crux to that sort of game i mean
3: there was a couple i didn't there was a bunch of names i didn't know and they had job titles next
1: to them okay well i mean i
4: mean uh someone we know was once a startup investor an angel investor
3: even actually
1: Somebody was. Uh, <laughs> you got you got names for me. I can I can maybe suss a little bit of it out for you. I don't honestly. Okay, well that's not really worth anything to us then. <laughs> uh,
4: Hope this has been worth nothing, and <laughs>
1: we'll see you later, and <laughs> we'll see. You. And that's Conrad's contribution for the day. Let's move right along. <laughs> yeah. See you guys later. All right, Conrad, why don't you tell me I'm a little out. bit about blockers? They're and, fucking not real. Oh no, he's taking that side. Mm. They're not real. All right, let's let's have a spirited debate because they always have it. Here, here's the thing, um, I obviously lean towards phil's side of you know stop obsessing over blockers and instead pick the play that makes you the most money that's very that's very much a live sentiment right
4: Uh, this tweet didn't really pop off it didn't get the
1: algorithm didn't like it yeah i mean it was it was kind of just a small little aside you know this wasn't one of his Long threads or uh, Husky gate performed it. Well, Husky g- <laughs> Dogs are a big part of the algorithm. Okay, for sure, they have to be. Dogs are a big part of gaming the algorithm. <laughs> you just got to start adding them. You know, know, how Lynn, the wild, like puts it? like uh, a half naked photo for engagement. Like we could just do that with dogs. Which really. is. <laughs> Try it. my reply with gatsby in it had like forty five thousand views i
4: mm-hmm. loved my reply so much to that because i wasn't talking about gatsby mm-hmm. but everyone thought i was talking about
1: Gatsby. yeah yeah, yeah. you're a bad guy yeah talk bad about my guy fucking dog dying how about you, you. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: <laughs> okay so <laughs> don't you talk about mr gatsby like that i would never all right the blockers onto the topic of hand all right so listen here here's i i kind of have to like argue against my side initially so that this doesn't become too one-sided of a debate but uh, clearly blockers matter and are totally relevant to game theory and developing a strategy. That That isn't really debatable in my opinion. Uh, what is debatable, I think, is the way that we've kind of twisted this term to be all-encompassing of uh, anything that essentially interacts with a board in some sort of capacity. Uh, I don't think that that was like, the initial intent or the way that... Um, it best benefits newer players to think about blocking, you mean, so
4: like to like Community-wide perception of blockers isn't what it's supposed
1: to. Well, be. it just kind of keeps expanding, right? Because we keep <laughs> learning more and like unblockers. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of, I guess. But like, what I'm what I'm more so saying is that like we keep learning more about the game, and we keep drifting further away from the starting point by which we we first entered this realm of study. So, when really high-level people start talking about this, uh, and then, you know, remove the high-level and go to the next tier, which is going to be a lot of the one-on-one type of coaching that you see, there is a big disconnect from the person who is just being introduced to this term for the first time. Because if I know nothing about poker, and I say, Landon, what's a blocker? What would you tell me?
4: Yeah, it's a tough one.
1: Well, just like, you know, generally answer the question.
4: What? Well... I mean, well, blockers in the sense of like card removal versus like how they, they can be used in different nodes of the game tree, right? We look at a certain blocker effect where it's like, you can use a a card can be good or card can be bad, but then you have to get into using a blocker in an aggressive node, using a blocker in a passive node. Now there's a bunch of different ways.
1: Like it's hard to... If I don't know what a blocker (laughs) is... It's hard
4: to, it's hard to get across. Right, but like if
1: I don't know what a blocker is... I don't know how to differentiate between nodes oh. in the game tree. He <laughs> sure. said If
0: I'm a brand new player, <laughs> and I don't know what blockers are. <laughs> so you know, well,
2: what well, it's, it's well there's aggressive
1: blockers, like, and, and it, well, the issue is like explain it to me like I'm five.
4: <laughs> it's hard because blocker is the wrong word. Yes,
1: I I, mm-hmm. I believe. Well, I I don't think it's the wrong word.
4: I it's think, a loaded term.
1: I think blocker is a correct term for something. I just think that we've made it an umbrella term that represents both card removal as well as nut removal as well as um pre-flop good card
4: range rem- removal
1: yeah right so like it both means a reduction in frequency and an elimination of combinations
4: if you ask somebody what position is you can explain that very simply yes someone, that's five. Yes, someone says what is a blocker
1: it's a problem which is why i kind of argue that it's not a macro concept in the game
4: because you can't explain it to a five-year-old
1: not only that but you can't you can't learn it prior to learning everything else or like i can teach you position with you having no other knowledge of the game right it's very easy
4: like why like you can explain very quickly the advantage of going last
1: yeah i can teach you ev without you knowing anything else about the game like ev applies outside of poker these are things that are very tangible and very much high high level global parts of the strategy When you get to something like Blocker. You can block people on social media, but that's different. (laughs) Right. So... I remove you
4: from my life. Like, I removed enough flush here. Right.
1: So, like, my first introduction to Blockers, obviously, was, like, PLO way before solvers or anything along those lines were were really introduced. In a lot of ways, PLO helped shape the evolution of modern game theory in uh, in Hold'em. Like, I think it helped advance it faster than the tools available allowed for. Like, I've used the term Blocker since... I don't. god fuck 2009 maybe
4: right right it's a lot more binary in the sense of trying to find like oh i have nut blocker i have full house exactly. blockers when so you look at plo because like where am i going to bluff from right and you use that to no limit
1: right well the only introduction that was relevant for the better part of a decade was the nut flush blocker
4: mm-hmm. that was just it <laughs> that's yeah. always been the one it was just right. it
1: it's the most clear-cut example of like what a blocker means because I guess no matter what you're talking about, when you're talking about blocking, you're always reducing a frequency. The difference being is that like, when you're talking about the nut flush blocker, you're reducing a your frequency to zero. Yeah. So what you're saying is I have the ace of spades. He never has the nuts. Correct. Right. So his nuts are exactly 0% frequency. Therefore, I have the freedom to bluff. Right. And prior to the evolution of poker, that was a big deal because the second nuts would just fold. Yeah. Right. So when you had fold equity against the second nuts, blocking the nuts was very important. Right now, uh, and it's funny because I'm kind of being argue, arguing against myself a bit. Now that's a little bit less relevant. So yes, you block the absolute nuts, right? But his flush frequency is just reduced. Yeah, it's not down to zero.
4: People will call you with the second of flush. Yeah, right?
1: of course. But you know, being able to remove the nut flush removes the majority of flush combinations because you're going to play all suited aces.
4: Right in the sense of blocker, you would use it in the in that sense as blocking the the calling range. Right. Like you block them from calling you ever. Right.
1: Which and makes I think it the blocker. I think that nails the concept, in my opinion, is when you're thinking, or, or when you're trying to find an applicable way to utilize blockers to your benefit, it's looking at it through the segments of the range. Do I block calls? Do I uh, unblock folds?
4: Right. When There's- the answer
1: to both of those are yes, we have a very powerful key card. When the yeah. answer only to one is yes, then we have a moderate key card. When the answer is no, then we have no key cards, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the simple generic way of looking at it. Um, but like what I replied to in line in this thread was... Um, and this was kind of a response to Patrick because I think... Obviously, I know what he's saying is 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 correct. But I think it's only correct on the margins. So in other words, I think it's only correct in environments where... Um, you're, you're kind of making or breaking your bottom line on these very precise nodes of yeah. getting your zero EV hands as close to right as possible. And basically he said, don't best blockers equal the most money. Isn't that the point? And I kind of said like, that's pretty rare, right? Like most of the time when we're examining blockers when making a decision, it means that we're actually in a zero EV node, right? Whether Unless we're, whether we're betting at, or
4: checking. If you're looking at the year terms of like way back when, of like having nut blocker. That would be an example of the highest EV. Um, right? Because now if you have the ace of spades. They well, don't call anymore. It which we, makes the EV of you bluffing with that card higher.
1: I don't think the EV becomes higher. It's still zero. Why? If bluffs are zero. Well,
4: bluffs are zero if people call appropriately.
1: We're only talking theory though. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't keep jumping. Sorry, I don't mean to say you. But I'm, saying, you. I'm saying people can't. The prodigal you. Yeah, people can't marry the two concepts together of, uh, in theory, X happens, but in practice, Y occurs. And therefore, uh, I'm going to start to argue for theory and then jump immediately to exploits. So, bluffs are either zero EV or they're not. If they're not, then your blockers aren't as relevant as you as you think. Right? Because, like, you're just going to have a ton of information.
4: Well, a bluff could be negative if you don't have the blocker. Like, you don't bluff certain cards. Yeah,
1: that's true. But that's so not, But in theory, that's not a bluff.
4: It's a give up it's yeah. a mistake. it's a blunder.
1: yes, right. So like this is what I'm saying is when you're looking at it through the bluffing node or the bluff catching node, you're always going to be looking at a zero EV spot, or most most commonly, you're going to be looking at a zero EV spot, And what's happening is we're drilling down to something very precise where we're saying, okay, nothing else is giving me an answer here because my hand is worth exactly zero. It's neutral, and I'm not positive of the frequencies, so I'm going to lean on blockers here. To determine if this is a higher frequency call or a lower frequency call like i said when you go through the check boxes it's like okay i have removal to calls and uh you know i, I have uh, an abundance of folds therefore this is a positive blocker therefore it's going to be a higher frequency play right so now maybe you bluff this hand like close to pure whenever that's the case um but if you have the inverse where it's like okay i unblock all their calls and i block most of their folds well then now the, the frequency might be pretty close to zero right and when you're somewhere in between you're just going to flip a fucking coin the, the whole point of it is that whenever you find yourself in that decision making process it means that you're in a situation where the only way that you're going to make errors anyway is going to be on the frequency by which you take the action if you do anything purely it's probably going to be an error in the long run because you're in a zero EV node. You need to be able to mix calls and folds, raises and folds, whatever the case may be, right? But in live, and I think this is Phil's greater point, most zero EV nodes are probably either just winning a lot or losing a lot, dependent upon your opponent. Zero is not real. It it really, you know, there's an equilibrium for live. It's just we have almost no vision over it because the imbalances are so fucking great. Yeah. So, you know, if you're facing a river decision, whether it's, should I bluff this candidate or not? Should I call this candidate or not? And the pot's really fucking big, hundreds of big blinds, and you're against a player type X, which maybe represents somebody who doesn't bluff often enough or doesn't bluff catch enough. That's enough information for you to just take action.
4: Yeah, the issue is how accurate that's which is a different conversation of like how accurate you think that is well i guess like from ego driven versus just like i want someone to fold so i think he's not going to call enough
1: that that's not yeah i understand what you're saying it's it's, like, it's oh, up to your interpretation
4: correct and sometimes that's skewed i
1: understand I, and i agree with you i think that that's true but
4: like you can say oh this guy doesn't bluff catch enough, but he just does or well we'll, well well in a spot or well maybe he does or doesn't who knows right but if you it's a matter of degrees of confidence yeah, like certain hands, like certain bluffs, become better based off your degree of confidence in certain spots.
1: What was the hand that Melissa sent you earlier? Which one? Uh, whatever one you read, I didn't even read. It.
4: <laughs> oh, she had the nuts and was like concerned on like bad sizes. Damn, that's a shame. Yeah. I, I was like so. It wasn't a bluff cat. I was so
1: confident it was going to be like something that was one way or the other, pretty close. No, like, those are the only hands that we discuss. Yeah. Um, I, I guess what I'm getting at is that like I can't think of too many spots. Where I think to myself in game and say like, fuck, I've red queens here instead of black queens. I would definitely continue with black queens. Like, it's pretty fucking rare because what's driving me to make my decision is how, uh, how truncated the ranges that I'm facing. Yeah. This guy's just way too tight. So it doesn't really matter if I have black queens or red queens on this nine high board. That's, uh, you know, two spades or whatever.
4: Backdoor flush, that's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, having the extra hidden equity is nice, but my point yeah. that I'm getting at is that like if you find yourself in scenarios where it's like you have what has shrunken down to being a marginal holding, right? Like where you're in a four bet pot with queens versus somebody who just isn't ever going to have jacks and may not have ace king enough. You're just like really in a, a difficult spot where queens are as good as nines in, in a lot of regards. And trying to decipher whether or not the suit is going to be what dictates your decision-making process is kind of a fool's errand, right? Like, just happy fold because you're not getting bluffed enough. Or just happy get it in because they're too wide and they have ace-10 off in this spot.
4: Well, yeah, these are the extra, these are deviations that are going to... That you, that you gamble when you more than theoretical play style.
1: Yeah, here's a great example of, uh, of a situation where... Um, I don't think it really mattered all that much. Uh, I'm trying to think if, if, my, if my hand was really relevant. I was thinking of a hand that, uh, that I played on big bet. It was like a four bet pot where I four bet aces and um, Shota had call called. So he like cold called a three bet and then called my four bet squeeze Sure. And it came like nine high two hearts And I think I had aces with the ace of hearts uh, And I ended up going like C bet flop Check call turn check call off River uh, And I remember in game Saying something along the lines of My suit being what was Driving my decision To check to turn uh, No 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 to ultimately like call off Like I think I want to say like three hearts Presented in the board paired or something like that and I was basically just like saying out loud, like you have nines full here almost always. It was like a nine six, three three something board, uh, with with the flush completing. And I was just I, I just kept saying like over and over again, like you have nines full here, like yada yada yada, uh, whatever. But I was like, you know, I have, I either had the ace of hearts or didn't have the ace of hearts. Wh- whatever the case was, it, it just like I lent I leaned into the fact that my suits were driving the call decision. The truth of the matter is, so let's say it was 963 rainbow or 9632 hearts rather and the hearts brick in a four bet pot where he goes call call and we ultimately play a 1000 big blind pot. How often do you think that it matters if I do or don't block the nut flush draw there?
4: Probably a reasonable amount if he's going to follow through with it on the end.
1: Only if he's balanced. But you have to you have to back up of what happened. He cold called a 3 bet Point. and yeah. then he called a four bet squeeze. That, that, that's never a balanced range it just can't be it's just weighted to toward good pairs well it queens. doesn't matter even it, it doesn't even matter what it's weighted towards like I agree with you it's pocket pairs yeah. right mostly like that's our presumption mm-hmm.
4: pocket pairs ace queen suited, ace jack like, yeah.
1: No. No. no hell no <laughs> <laughs> no he was like small blind I was straddle it was like cut off or sorry sorry uh, I, I think I was the opener I opened like under the gun cut off three bets he cold calls small blind I four bet cut off folds he calls again so it's just like, you know, it's probably mostly pairs. But regardless of, what the hand, or regardless of what the range construction is, it's not a balanced range construction. Because that doesn't happen in theory. There, there is no cold call call range. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Right? So like the second that that occurs, blockers don't really matter anymore. Because, you know, how often is he going to have a seven of hearts there?
4: Not often, but his range is narrow as is. He has very limited combos. Right. So if you block all of the potential bluff combos that could potentially exist, it's more likely he has value.
1: Well, it's more like
0: he has value anyways.
1: It's more like he has value anyways, but like also yeah. what's more prevalent, king-queen of hearts or ace-ten of hearts? Tough to say.
4: Who knows? Right? Well, that's why you make, it, you make a decision based off that, because it is tough to say
1: kind of i because guess because
4: it's tough i, to I say. guess i
1: guess what i'm saying is like it's pretty easy to just exploitatively fold there because it's very unlikely that you're getting bluffed in those spots so the blockers, like, my range is clearly strong
4: sure it it's just a matter of now you're saying okay i don't want to bluff catch because i don't think it's a bad idea but theoretically if you're looking at because i've looked at cold call ranges which do happen in some spots it's the hands you think they are right um, which in those spots it would be important to know. But not they're have never
1: two. out of position. No. Right.
4: But like it's more likely he has a suited hand than an off suit if you if he call calls. That's true. Like from off or suited, not pair, not pair. Right. You have know, like nines, tens, jacks. Yeah. That part's true. And then suited hands. It's not gonna be ace queen all. I wish
1: I could remember the actual action in the hand. It, like But like it's
4: not that important.
1: It's not that important, but like I feel like something weird happened. Like he came like nine six three, two hearts, mm. and he just like let into me or something along those lines.
0: And you think he just has a set? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, what were you gonna say Lamanna?
0: I, I was just saying it, like, so you like blockers probably matter more, the more the tougher the game, or like the uh, more theoretical, theoretical sound people are playing.
1: Yes, I think the closer to theory the yeah. game plays, the more important blockers become. Right.
0: like like in uh, like you know a Triton high roller, they're gonna be they're gonna be thinking
1: about blockers more and should be. Then you would be
0: in your Bellagio game.
1: Well, that was my second thing I was going to say, is I also think it matters stacked up. Like, the, the more shallow the game, the more relevant they become as well. Because ranges narrow <laughs> faster. Okay. Right? Like, you can't carry yeah. wide ranges through when SPR is two. Right. Ran- ranges just have to be pretty mm-hmm. narrow once the SPR lowers tremendously. Uh, and I think for that reason, that general template that is mostly studied, which is 100 big blind, no anti-poker, or if you're playing MTT's sub-100 big blind anti-poker, uh, that forces a, a much greater relevance on blockers. And those that removal effect that your hand itself has will drive a lot of your strategies, whether or not you go polar or remain linear with a smaller sizing, whether or not you play check or bet, things along those lines. Like You will defer to the actual cards you hold, the suits you hold, etc. But you have to remember when you're curating a strategy... You don't start with your hand first, right? Like that's the last thing that you refer to whenever you're coming up with a spot. When, when I'm in a single raise pot in position and it checks to me, there's a big difference between a seven deuce and seven, six, five, right? Like yeah. regardless of what my hand is, right, right. My, my global strategy, strategy on different. each of those board textures are going right. to be very different. Right. right. So I'm first and foremost going to look and say, what on average am I doing on this texture with range? Mm-hmm. And then I'll drill down to the hand and say, well, what does my hand want to do and how relevant are, you know, do I have a back door? Do I have a front door? Like how relevant are these things? Do I remove his calls? Do I block his bluffs? Things along those lines, right? That's where you start to expand your thought process. But that certainly isn't the the first layer of thinking. And when you're talking about introducing new people to the game, it's very convoluted to start them on that third or fourth layer of thinking when they already don't haven't solidified the first second and third and that was just what I was kind of leading with to begin with is the more refined we as um you know long standing players high high stakes players coaches whatever you want to categorize the people that have been around a while and studying the further away we get from what we were like pre uh you know solvers and simulations the the more distance we have uh, of not being able to relate to somebody who's new to the game. And I think that that's kind of like what Phil's ultimate point was, is stop fretting over something that isn't important information to you. Right now, it's just mm-hmm. noise to you. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, it will become signal, but you have to learn a whole fuck ton of the game
2: mm-hmm.
1: before you can actually gain any sort of relevance out of the key cards that you're holding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, I, there's probably tons of people who don't study theory at all but are like playing a game. They're like, well, I have this blocker, so I'm going to do this.
1: If you could play a live I mean, one, three game or a two, five game or the whatever. people the talk case about be.
0: blockers like all the time, right. do, but they don't really, I don't know if they'd know what they're, you know, how they're applying them because they're not, I they're mean, not to
1: study to like Phil's point. I just see so many, right. so many people punting hard mm-hmm. because they have what they deem to be a key card, mm-hmm. but don't recognize that it's not congruent with the line that's been taken thus far. Yeah. Right. <clears> like, they they have like, you know, middle pair and the nut flush blocker and they check call, check call and then the spades get there and then they just like open rip river for pot and a half and it's like yeah, okay man, maybe you have a flush but <laughs> right. probably not Yeah. I call, you know, that kind of thing or, you know, the inverse where they were the preflop aggressor and like they play two streets passively and then the flush completes on the river and you know, you either check or block into them and they just like blast for like two pots and it's like, well I've played with you enough to know that you don't check a flush draw twice. Mm-hmm. Like, God yeah. bless, you know, show it to me. And and they just show you what you think you'll see. The naked blocker with no yeah. pair, and they mm-hmm. just felt inclined to bluff because they had to. So uh, I do think that there's, like, obviously a lot of information to glean from your specific holding. But I think that there's a hierarchy through which we have to follow in our thought process. And if we start with our hand exactly, if that's the first thing that we examine and try to uh coordinate that with a strategy most people are going to get lost
4: yeah i mean when it comes to the way that you you never know i mean this like solver algorithm what like how it comes up with these things but they in the range explorer there's three different three different little graphs you can look at Mm -hmm. uh ev equity equity realization so those two graphs are always there when you see a flop and then when you like, you put a different turn, you can then look and see the graphs and how things change. Mm-hmm. But like, those things are much more important to understand first before looking at something else. Like, yep. If you understand how you gain EV with certain combos, how you gain EV with range, like what your equity is versus range, and you're I not think, worried about canned versus range, you're worried about I, I range I think that's a really range.
1: great way of trying to... or or like putting something tangible to blockers because most of the time, whenever you look at like the same candidate that are different suits, right? So for instance, let's say it's like a two tone board uh, where you have ace king suited and the ones that have the front door and back door flush draw have slightly higher EV than the ones that do not. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the EV differential, it's, it's, it's real. It's tangible. They're, they're certainly worth more money in theory and practice, For a good reason, yeah. Than the ones that don't have backdoors, but it's not significant enough to say that this is the first thing I should focus on. Right? Like, sure, if we start to think about all of our candidates, now front door and backdoor draws are going to take priority over ones that don't. But the the issue with that is then you ignore the power of not possessing the back doors. Right. So like let's say you flop top pair uh with ace king suited on on king xx two tone and don't possess a backdoor that's now worth more than ace king that blocks the backdoor because you now unblock their calls yep. right and that's that's important and the issue is is that if you just hone in on one aspect or the other of blockers you miss the force for the trees like you you miss so much of what's driving this and at the end of the day there isn't like a variable in the algorithm for uh for po or any other solver out there that says like what's the blocker like what's the blocker impact of this card right right it, it doesn't think that way it only cares about raw ev and it can tangibly measure that like okay this hand makes flushes more than the one that can't ever make a flush
4: the ev of a barrel with a card is higher than the ev without or the ev of a river bet or a flop C bet is greater with a flush draw suit
1: or not but sometimes yeah. it goes it goes the exact opposite way yeah well it depends on sometimes life. you want to be like doubling off the or tripling off the one that has no blocker to the flush or back you want flush. them to have it exactly right. yeah. so it becomes very convoluted and like it's not easy to look at and uh you know wizard has it's not simple stuff right wizard and uh gto check both have uh, a blocker score of some sort and when i when i do the analysis for on second thought or when i had in the past. Oftentimes, when you're on the river, you're kind of, like, combing through the blocker score and stuff like... It's not as congruent as you would think. It's not, like, as if, like, the candidates that just have the highest blocker scores are the ones that you're taking the pure actions with.
4: Well, yeah, because um, sometimes you want to have the lower one to make the other person have the flush draw that misses or... Yeah, I mean, who well, knows?
1: I mean well, they... they uh, at least Wizard has, like, a positive and negative blocker score. So, it has, like, a blocker score for blocking value and a blocker score for blocking... Oh, uh, ...folds. That's cool. Uh, so, you can kind of, like, rank accordingly... And I think it's like a 1 to 10 scale. And I, I remember the last one that I was doing, I was looking at rivers to see like where uh, bluff catches and bluffs were coming from and stuff like that. And I was looking at the hierarchy of the ranks and basically like by the time we landed on the river, the majority of the hands that were 0 EV all had blocking scores of like 1. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So like, you know, we're not leaning on that variable mm-hmm. because the ranges got really tight by the time we got it's to this like point. not
4: like this thing is a 10.
1: Yeah, there isn't something obvious here that, you know, a lot of times you're just going to land at noise. You know, I'm just like looking through and combing and combing and combing. It's like none of these candidates really have a better block score than the other. Like some would be like a two and a one. Others would be like a one and a two, but they would just be like, it wouldn't be like one was clearly better than the other. They would just kind of be like sporadic throughout and the EV was really close. It's just like, yeah, okay. So you just like, when you have a tight range, you kind of just land in the spot with a bunch of really difficult decisions with zero EV hands. And that's the game you know and that's that's why <laughs> i hate to always bring it back to this but that's where all the profit lies in live because nobody's landing in that node and taking mixed action everybody's landing in that node and saying like okay well my personality says that i just give up in this spot all the fucking time so all of those hands that are supposed to be mixing at some frequency just check right And other people are just like, well, I'm a fucking aggro monkey, so I (laughs) land in the spot and I just bluff them all (laughs) because I only have this one hand this one time in this one spot and I'm going to go for it. And they take pure action in that regard. And I'm obviously being, uh, 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 I'm exaggerating a little bit, but the the spectrum is going to gravitate a lot more towards the tails than it is going to be somewhere in the middle. You're not going to find people who are just taking like 50-50 action with uh, a grouping of zero EV hands. Most people default to the risk aversion or uh, risk tolerance. Yeah. that's just the nature of of live poker specifically.
4: Yeah, it's pretty fair. Um, It's the weird in-between of like trying to figure out how important something is when you know it's important. Like you're trying to rank how important these things are. Because they are, but at different levels of expertise. Which is weird to say, but I guess effectively true. Like when you're looking at playing eye rollers. These things are very important because
2: mm-hmm. yeah. edges are smaller.
1: Imagine if we put a qualifier on. So, so first, I think like Phil's post uh, echoes a lot of other things that have been said over the last two or three years. Like I remember not that long ago, somebody tweeted something along the lines of, "If your coach starts talking to you about blockers in lesson one, fire him." <laughs> because for a while it was yeah. just like it was very in vogue. It was the number one thing that was being focused on because people were just like being introduced to it, and obviously everybody was just like wildly getting it wrong and misapplying, you know. And that was even happening like at the teaching level and, and things like that. So it's this trickle down effect of misinformation that's being spread. Uh, and I think like if we just put a qualifier on it and said like, look, there's a certain progression that you're going to make in this game, and blockers are down the line, like. Understand how EV works first. Understand how equities work. Understand what dictates shifts in either of these things as far as board texture goes. Understand range morphology and like how things change from pre flop to flop, flop to turn, turn to river, and how narrowing takes place. Understand all of those things at a general level. And then maybe we can start to drill down to the candidate level and look at, you know, the suits of cards or. Uh, what the exact removal effect is of having an ace in this situation you know we do it pre-flop we say like oh ace king removes an ace and a king from the deck so how often am i going to run into aces and kings like well still some of the time
4: and sometimes it's 100 percent of the time in certain constraints
1: yeah you start to play six bet pot when yeah. you're 500 big blinds deep you're just going to see it you're probably going to see aces and kings mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm.
0: maybe yeah. not even kings
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 Maybe not kings.
3: Torres <laughs> is like what six bets kings? Yeah, fucking right.
1: I mean, it does start to get scary when each bet goes in, and you just start saying to yourself, "Like, I don't think he has queens anymore." Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck, you, know? we're dead. you can't
3: play
4: the ace king queen game without the queen. Right. Sure. right. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit scary,
1: and the and the, the, the 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 true uh, the true terror of ace king is that you're up against ace king. Also, it's like the ultimate. Right. Game of chicken, yeah, where you're playing chicken against a speeding Mack truck that could also just have aces in range. (laughs) (laughs) You're playing chicken coke yeah, and you
0: don't have aces because you're staring down at these kids. I know I'm looking at these kids, so (laughs) it's just like, is this the time
1: that I die? I don't want to die, yeah. Don't
3: kill me.
4: This stuff still even happens in uh, cash like 100 pig blinds, no like six max, like. Lowjack opens, button three bets, you cold for big line with ace king off, and you get jammed on. You just have fold with ace king off. Yeah. Like you just allow it to fold that, versus a five bro, bet.
1: That's the easy scenario. <laughs> Triple your stack depth now. <laughs> yeah. And it's not a jam. <clears throat> it's a five bet click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now you six bet fold seven bet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like at
4: some point they can't. They have to have yeah. it, right? Like, it's weird because like you kind of pay a price to figure out what they
0: have. <laughs> the, the betting bet, to find bet out to find, where you're at, yeah, betting to find out where you're
1: it, at. There you go. It's a it is a weird conundrum eh. because uh, when you start to look at like deep stack preflop ranges, <laughs> most of them stop at the six bet. Yeah, they just like either start ripping for a wild amount, where like they'll just six bet jam for five hundred bigs, and only have a range of like kings, a little bit of aces, and a little bit of ace king, or they just like don't six bet much. Or, or, sorry, they six bet, not all in, and never seven bet type of thing. Like when I when I had my heads up ranges, we had all the way up to a thousand big blinds, and everything from four hundred to a thousand just stopped at six betting. Yeah. We we just, you know, we're in the streets if if we get seven bet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what do we do? You know, you hope you have aces when
4: you get seven. Right, it's
1: like you get seven bet, and if you're not holding aces, what what do you convince yourself of? Because the other thing is that whenever you choose not to to really take it to the next step of seven betting. You manipulate your sizes to reflect as much. You know that like you're only going to 6-bet call moving forward. So you want to leave room for a 7-bet that's not all in. Right. Because you have other hands that aren't aces, even though it's at a very low frequency. And it just gets like... It becomes a bit of... uh, Nonsense. I don't know if nonsense is the word, but like it does kind of demonstrate that at some point you reach a critical mass where... The, the how many preflop the, bets going before it's only aces right like well, well sort of in theory yeah but but the vision moving forward if anybody chooses to disobey that is just like gone right like well, you're say saying what you extra- do you do
4: if you face someone that doesn't do this
1: well yeah so you extrapolate <laughs> it out to like 10,000 big blinds effective right mm-hmm. now i assume what would ha- i've never run this but i assume what would happen is the sizings would greatly alter
4: you probably have to like find a Bigger size for a 4-bet or for a 5 bet. You would think
1: that almost everybody would be incentivized to size uh, larger. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe what would actually happen is like out-of-position players just like don't really want to put money in the middle. Ever. So stupid. Right? Like it's like we just got to see rivers before we start to funnel money in the middle mm-hmm. because we're so fucking deep. Yeah. In which case now like things start to break down a little bit and you just kind of lose sight over the, the, the normal... Quote unquote game tree of swords. It's a weird thing to get
4: to the always never where, like, someone has ace king, the range never does, and they right. just jam for like 30x pot.
1: Right. Uh, well, that's the other thing that's obviously available is like aces become a, a very big weapon pre where you still have the capacity to be all in. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just like you, if your range is even capable of having aces, can suddenly start making very large wagers, the yeah. 10x, four bets, and you know, things along those lines. But the, the whole thing that I'm getting at is uh, it does kind of just turn into this giant game of chicken. And when people just don't give a fuck and start saying like, well, I'm just going to stay linear and make somebody do something about it. Because I don't care if I put in 300 big blinds pre when we're 10,000 big blinds effective. I'm just going to win a lot of money after the flop when he's forced to try to show down his one pair and we're in an SPR of 12. It's... Eh. Sure. You yeah. know? right? no, it's ridiculous, but, like, I see it all the time. Uh, you know, I play in a game where basically almost everybody is somewhere between 500 and 2,000 big blinds effective. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, a lot of linear cold four betting. Like, today I three bet queens on the button versus middle position open. Small blind just cold fours eight high. You know? Not really a thing. <laughs>
2: <Here> <laughs> we not, are.
1: Not going to really work out all that well for you they didn't also have a seven in their hand right they did oh, but man <laughs> but like it does freeze me i can't do a lot of five betting with queens because you play a 2000 big wine pot with queens you're an asshole, yeah, asshole. <laughs> you know like at yeah. least pre-flop you know maybe you can do it after but like you don't really want to play a 2000 big wine pot with queens pre and it's like okay so you call them, now it comes ace high and you're just in hell you know so it's like what are we doing we're just set mining with queens now like none of these sound like really great outcomes and all of a sudden four betting eight high doesn't seem all that terrible yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) well this is kind of what uh,
4: it's funny you say that because this is what kind of creates game theory as it as a whole right right because if if you know that someone's iterating with these hands queens becomes a value five bet for sure even though you feel like the asshole well, you then, just size
1: differently. Yeah. You, you just click so much more because those hands are not going to be incentivized to put it in a six bet. They're going to want to call and, and try to outflop you. Yeah, At least mm-hmm. that's going to be the mentality, whether that's the incentive or not. But no matter what, I mean, like when you have eight high, if you put in the big five bet, eight high just gets naturally folded, Now you get fucked versus the polar range, right? You put in the small five bet and now he starts making calling mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's the ideal, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's kind of like the tricky thing, right? Is that you, you, you basically curate a polarized range and, that chooses something that reflects a linear size. Well, because then you, you play the game of what do
4: you do if you get six bet? Right. <laughs> and they click you. Right. And this is... Well, it's funny you say this because this is what happens a lot in MTTs nowadays. Like, there's definitely a ton of, like, clicking wars with yeah. flop because flop becomes super important, especially in ICM spots. For sure, for sure. So it's like you play a game of, like, aces, not aces. Or like, in some spots, you don't do bet kings uh, at all because mm-hmm. of stack depth and distributions where if you are going to mess with someone, you play a game of aces, not aces. Right. And at some point, someone is the chicken. Right, right. Someone is the chicken or someone doesn't have aces. And, and
1: I think that that's kind of, uh, to, to bring this all the way back to blockers and kind of uh, you know maybe wrap up this discussion, I think that's kind of where it all went wrong, is that's how strategies are built whenever you are talking about preflop or post, right? Preflop strategies are built around aces, aces are not aces. Right. Every action you take is going to be built around what does aces want to do, mm-hmm. right? And then from there, you'll just populate the hands that uh, you know help benefit aces in some sort of capacity. When you get the post, it becomes a matter of like, can I make the nuts or not, kind of thing, right? Like, what's yeah. the probability of making a five card hand versus not making a five card hand? So every everything that you do strategically is built around the hand classes that can make a five card hand, and from there you populate that out and use those to protect hands that are only going to make like a three card hand, like you know. Uh, an over pair or two pair type of holdings, whatever. Um, Those are like your showdown driven hands. And then, you know, you curate some bluffs that are going to mimic five card hands. But the majority of your strategy is going to be built around like nuts down. Yeah. And that's not that hard to figure out from a conceptual standpoint, but it's impossible if you have no vision over range construction, mm-hmm. right? If you don't know what hands are and are not in your opponent's range at a high concentration, if you don't understand your own range and like what hands you do and don't have at a high concentration, looking at a single card and saying like, oh, he has the nuts a lot less when I have this. (laughs) Time to blast off. That's a great way to fucking torch a lot of money. Yeah. Especially
4: when you start getting into the in-betweens of what people's calling thresholds is. Right. Where if it's not just the nuts only... Mm-hmm. And they
0: might call you with like two pairs or something. Right, right, oh, right. they would fold this hand. And right. Don't. Yeah. And
4: then if the, you're that, against,
0: that gets into sizing. Yeah. And, and you're playing against somebody who understands how lines work. And like you said, you can just see through a line that doesn't make sense. And then you try to blast off. And then you're just looking at it. Like, you
1: know how many times I've looked down and had like the nut, the nut flush blocker and face like a river jam. And I just go, what are you doing? This guess, makes no yeah. fuck. Up. How are you doing that when <laughs> I have this? Right. Like, the flush card fell, and you're all in. And what you just often realize is, like, oh, well, they just have something slightly worse Mm -hmm. that's the nuts to them. You know, they just have the third nut flush. King,
0: queens. yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. they just
1: don't want to misvalue, and they're they're fuck you jamming. Mm -hmm. They don't recognize, like, oh, when I have this hand, you know, I want to play it to protect the rest of my... They don't care.
4: You can certainly skill tax yourself. Yeah, like you can bluff <laughs> like you catch. You yeah, they make flush. Personally. Like you, you bluff catch with a hand that would theoretically win, but you lose because they have a hand that beats you. Right, where you don't account for it. Skill tax.
1: That, that's a great way of putting it, I think. Yeah. Um. And honestly, it's like it kind of is what levels the playing field in the short term. Whenever you're talking about like very skillful players being in these, uh, let's call them haphazard environments something similar to like a a WPT 3500 is a great example, right? Field is very soft for the majority of the time. Final tables get a little bit tougher. There are a lot of fucking great players who enter those fields and don't care about their opposition enough to not skill tax themselves. Yep. Whereas there are a lot of inferior players that are hypersensitive to what their do you environment skill tax. What Landon kind of just said where like, you're just like playing so by the book, you don't make an adjustment for the fact yeah. that like this doesn't right. make sense because I have this blocker,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Where in theory, it's like, oh, I have this blocker, I call, yeah, right? You don't, you don't try to put two and two together, but right. like whenever you're hypersensitive to your environment, you say like, well, that doesn't make sense. I have this hand, so I block their bluffs and I, I block their their nutted value that could potentially do this. Like, how are they still jamming into me? It's like, oh, they just, just overvalued went. some other value hand. Right. Yeah. You know, they just jammed the set. <clears throat> And don't give a fuck that you might have the nut flush, Mm -hmm. right? And there are a lot of inferior players that uh, I don't I don't have a great term for it, but like almost reverse skill tax themselves. Like they make a lot of fucking money by navigating these spots incredibly well and putting themselves in a position to make a lot of money at endgame, in spite of the fact of being massively inferior players, right? And I think there's a a very large subset of these guys. On tour and MTTs that like could never compete in in high rollers and Tritons and in Poker Go events or whatever, but are making seven figures a year competing at the 3500 level and below. I
0: see some, I've come across some players where like I've seen like, like they, I'll see a tweet where like, oh, this is like my seventh win of this month or something like that. And I'll click on their Hinden mob and they just have. Massive results. I'm like, I've never heard of this person. Right. I don't know who these people are. Like, what what is going on? And it's just maybe it's just like like you said, these these players who are doing that the, the reverse skill tax, and they're just mashing.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that's that's as long as we've been in the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like the guys we've always seen triumph live are guys that aren't the the most studious bunch. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't think chance is a great example because I think he understands theory pretty deeply, yeah, sure. but I lean on him as an example because he does so many unorthodox things that just completely disobey theory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, you look at it and you just say, "Well, this guy's just a fucking clicker, and he's been sunrunning for 20 years. It's like, well, <laughs> probably not. No. you know It's like
4: you're the guy walking with like a man on fire meme, like, I, 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 go, I got guapo. I got you. Anyways, go there, on. there's
1: nothing to get. I didn't know where we were going with Guapo this Guapo got you,
3: don't worry yeah, You, you look yeah. like you need a nap
1: You look like you've been through the ringer, landing I mean, I know you just lost two dogs I did. Over the last 24 hours All right, You're very upset about puppies. that I'm upset
4: about it uh, Well, the only reason why I even cared in the, in the first place Is because like, it feels bad when like you know, animals go back to not Good situations Good situations mm-hmm. yeah. And then you know you don't like. I didn't want to be like sole responsibility. It's not the right word. Nope. You of didn't the animals.
3: Well,
2: yeah. That was the, that point, was the whole with,
3: point. Okay, you can pay fifteen hundred a month to keep. But well, that dogs. was the point of fifteen hundred. You wouldn't be the sole
1: responsibility. Of yeah, them. you're you're paying for my services.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're paying for my adult, <laughs> my adulthoodness. <laughs> it's a big said? skill tax, buddy. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do it. Don't worry, I don't think this is the last we've seen of Royal and and Kobe. They're getting new names. I think they're going to make their way back to us. I have a feeling. A very sneaky suspicion.
3: Berkey wants these dogs more than anybody. I he just, just wanted, want to let you know look, that. He just, he just wanted 18K a year
0: for me.
1: But I was well aware
3: of this for a while, but I'm pretty sure. Like, he he like,
0: understands the all the reasons why he shouldn't have the dogs, but he but wants, he wants so. to just be forced to have the yeah, dogs. Exactly. He's like, I, nothing I can do about Give it. They just keep reason. showing up at my house. I have to take them in. That's
1: pretty much how I got four roommates. <laughs> <laughs> There's no lies told there. Uh, yeah. They just showed my house. I got to take them in. Corey was the only one I asked for. All the Damn. rest of you fucking vagabonds just showed up with a goddamn bag of clothes. I showed up oh, here first. Oh, man. Everybody, everybody showed up here first. This was the uh, testimony. Everybody grounds. has
4: to go through their their little trial phase. Their yeah. quarter at the office. Yeah.
1: Can you keep the office clean? I should have known better with Melissa. Oh, she stayed at the fucking office. snake lady. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, that's gonna sure. do it for us today. We will be back again tomorrow evening, six p.m. Oh. Pacific. As uh, I think that will be the time slot for the rest of this week. How uh, do we come
4: up with these time slots? I have games based off of when you have games. Yeah, just, you
1: know. I just have games. I gotta be there at ten a.m. I don't want to do eight a.m. because then I don't get the gym. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, unfortunate for you. The show revolves around me my apologies
3: <laughs> okay. you know my sidekick has to do some work you know this we give him these responsibilities so we let him pick the time sometimes right. you know whatever look it is what it i does. don't have to
4: pay husky money anymore but it doesn't mean we are not getting money anymore
1: all right you're doing great buddy thanks buddy <laughs> uh that'll do it for us we'll see you guys all tomorrow 6 p.m
2: Later Peace.